Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with another Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. Today's episode will definitely be one for the ages. Grab your popcorn, grab your soda pop, grab your joints and your beers because it's Friday. You're not going to want to miss this one. You know, my next OJ trial, OJ Simpson trial, not orange juice, but OJ Simpson trial, the star witness. Heck, the guy is a legend who single-handedly brought down OJ Simpson inadvertently, of course, or by sure accident, however you want to look at it. But he is, in fact, a super successful memorabilia dealer. And get this, he's an author as well. My guys, my friends, my boys, give it up for... Mr. Thomas Riccio. Hey, How's it going, Thomas? How are you, Tom? Pretty good. How are you? Oh, man. It's been a minute, huh? Hasn't it? How the hell are you? It's been, we've been cooking here in LA. Yeah. I don't know where you're at, but it's been hot. It's crazy hot. You know, uh, confessions of a limo driver, huh? I mean, actually, that's how we met. You were my limo driver, weren't you? That's right. That's right. Some moons ago, and I was a damn good driver, right? I took care of you, and I believe your wife was also with you, your lovely wife. Say hello to her for me. Right. You took me to see Geraldo or something, a Geraldo show, right? Yeah. 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 Well, what happened was you you had, I believe, was the it was during the whole um, Anna Nicole Smith Diaries, God rest her soul. That's right. And, right. Yeah. It's I, been a few I years. Had a, I had a, um, a business associate that called me one day. And told me uh, he lived right next to where Anna Nicole was filming a reality show. And the show had just ended. And uh, he told me, uh, you know, hey, we, I got some uh, canceled checks and even a couple of diaries. And, um, you know, I looked at him and it was just so out there. But right. the show had ended and I thought, wow, you know, I don't know if anybody's really going to be interested in Anna Nicole Smith anymore. Anyway, lo and behold, maybe maybe seven or eight months later, her son died. And uh, it was like, I don't know, the prince of the world died or something. It was all over the news. So I called him yeah. the diaries and stuff that he was asking $1,000 for. He wanted $10,000 for him. And I'm like, really? And, Holy you know, shit. I said, well, let me look at him a little closer. And, he, and I was going to buy him, but I couldn't. he couldn't find them. He couldn't find the diaries. So I'm like, oh, well, you know, maybe a few weeks went by, the story died out, and I'm like, eh, whatever, missed the boat on that one. And then maybe a few months after that, she dies. And it was like, yeah, it's like the queen crazy. of the world died. Remember that. that was all over yeah. the world. And not only that, they were like, oh. boy, I wish we had diaries to find out who her baby's daddy was <laughs> and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, and I need to get a hold of those diaries. And he goes, I found them. But now they're fifty thousand dollars. Holy! So I said, uh, "Yeah, that's kind of strong." But uh, let me see what you got here. He goes, "Oh, I have her license. I have her IDs. I have like fifty checks, and her checks were going for like five hundred dollars a piece then, signed checks." And um, thought about it for a minute, and I had a I had a, a guy that I had worked with. He goes, "Let's go partners on this. I'll finance it, and we'll see if we can." Uh, We'll see if we can license the uh, the pages rather than just selling them. 
So right. we, around, we, we, we found this book company called Phoenix Books that was actually doing a, there were a deadline. They were doing a book about Anna Nicole Smith and they wanted pages of the diary to put in their book. And, um, you know, they, they paid me about half of what I paid for the diaries just to license a couple of pages. So I got like 25,000 back from that. And, wow. and, um, and then, um, there, there, there was a lot of other, um, things where we could do one they all wanted exclusive though we couldn't, we couldn't really do anything we got a hold of this company called splash that licenses you know images and and pictures and stuff and uh um, sure. they gave me a deal where they gave me 40 grand up front for the first month they said that they would pay me more depending on how much money they made on other months and i'm like we're never going to see another dime but i'll take the 40 grand i'll be in the black right i'll be back in black <laughs> so i took the 40 grand and the next month, I got a check in the mail for thirty-four grand, and the month after that, I got a check in the mail for like twenty-eight grand, and the month after that, I got a check in the mail for like sixteen grand. When it was all you're right. Fucking... I, I, and by the way, and by the way, Seth, this is without selling a single thing. I didn't sell nothing. All I did was sell the images, the rights for them to put it, the the pages of the Inquirer in the. Um, in in in, in uh, you know in the inquire the pages of the uh, diary in the inquirer and things like that. Back and, then, uh, we didn't have Facebook, right? So what's that? Facebook back then either, no, right? No, but you know what they had? They had TMZ, and I would go on these shows, and 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 um and and TMZ, you know, hyped the diaries, and they they let me um they let me um uh you know hype. Uh, I had a sponsor. We were the first ones to do this thing called Clips for Sale. They they put images of the diary on there so people could, and it was some nasty stuff. I mean, Anna Nicole talking about she got mad at her boyfriend. She said she made him stick her tongue up her up her butthole and stuff like. I mean, it was some way out funny ass shit. That was and some you know, fucking crazy some, shit. Yeah, it was crazy yeah. stuff. And one of her boyfriends got mad at her and put a bottle up in her. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this, um, this site, Clips for Seal, was a porn site. So they put pages oh, I get it. Oh, yeah. and, 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 you know, they would pay me $10,000 every time I mentioned their site. So on TMZ, right. I gave them a couple of pages of the diary. They mentioned the site, and the site almost crashed. They got hundreds of thousands of people going to the site. They paid me ten grand. So then I went on every other show. I went on Oraldo. I went on Nancy. Yeah, Whitney. I remember that. You were like cashing in. Show, I, how much I got, I, got, I got Seth the limo driver to drive me around. And uh, I made 10 grand for every show I went on. Which It was so, fucking diabolical how much money you were making by the fucking, by the show, by the minute, right? Or segment and stuff. No show would give me money to come on. They said it was against their morals. But they wouldn't let me promote anything I wanted. So I got... I got goldenpalace.com, which was a gambling site, and Clips for Sale to give me 10 grand to mention their name on every show. So I would say, I'm here courtesy for clipsforsale.com. Go on their website and check out the nasty things that Anna Nicole wrote in her diary. And they would pay me 10 grand every day. So I, I did that 26 times. I got 260 grand for that. Me and my auction, oh. not just me, my oh. auction. And, 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 I, and then on top of that, we, we got, you know, the deal from the book company, which, by the way, Phoenix Books, they ended up later on publishing my own book later on. So I, yeah, you're you know, busting. Right? You're going to yeah, tell me a little bit more, talk about it a little bit more. Right. It's just my story of uh, me as a memorabilia dealer. But that was a good yeah. thing. I mean, I didn't know I had a lot of good people advising me, but nobody's ever gone on shows and gotten paid to go on shows. They promote the now, promoted other people's things. And it worked really, really well. And, uh, you know, I, I was scheduled to go on four more shows one day. It was like three weeks after this happened. It was still the number one story. Adam Nicole Smith died, and I had the diaries. Yeah. And then um, sanity. Some, idiot, some idiot in Virginia Tech shot somebody, and they canceled me on the four shows to talk about the Virginia Tech, um, you know, uh, university shooting. And that was the end of it. And I thought, man. I'm never going to be on another show again. The ride's over. The money's over. But I did well. And then, like, uh, I don't know. This three shit or four days fell later, into your laps. <laughs> Tell us about it. Tell us exactly what happened during the O.J. Simpson diabolical shit. How did it go down? I mean, how did 
How did that just land in your laps once again? Why don't you just walk us through the through the process? Yeah, well, I was telling you, um, like three or four days later after the uh, after I got canceled from the uh, from the shows because of the Virginia Tech shooting, um, you know, this guy calls me up and tells me, "Hey, I saw you on TV selling out in the Cole Smith's Diary. I have something even better." And I'm like, yeah, what's that? He goes, I have O.J. Simpson's personal um, photos, personal awards, um, you know, the football he ran for 2,000 yards, hell, the suit that he that he wore when he got, uh, you know, uh, acquitted for the murders. I go, how did you get all this stuff? And he told me, well, let's just say O.J. doesn't pay his bills. I go, what does that mean? He goes, well, when he went to jail for murder, uh, his agents took it all, and now they're – they're, they're, they're trying to sell it. I go, so it's stolen? And, I you know, I've been in trouble for buying stolen goods before. I thought they were setting me up. Right. I I called the FBI. The FBI was like, man, we're not really interested in, in, in that. Tell them to, you know, get a uh, – they're actually interested in something else. I had, somebody gave me an ad of Nicole Smith uh, VHS tape of her getting a boob job, and the FBI wanted to make sure that nobody saw that because of HIPAA laws. But they weren't oh. interested in the uh, – O.J. Simpson stolen stuff. They said to get a, get a lawyer and file a civil suit. But um, right. you know, I did a signing with O.J. I called him, and he was literally crying to me. You know, Tom, that's not memorabilia. That's personal items. They stole my wife's ring, blah, blah, blah. I want to get it back. I go, well, what do you want me to do, Juice? What can we do? He goes, tell him you have a buyer. I'll come in, verify the stuff's mine, tell him, listen, guys, it's my stuff. Either give it back to me or we'll call the cops. These guys are going to apologize, put their tail between your legs, and, you know, I'll do a free signing for you. I go, done. And long story short, it didn't quite work. Well, actually, it did work out that way for the first 30 seconds or so. The guys were apologizing. They were like, right. hey, I'm sorry, Juice. I'm, you know, Mike took it, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. And then what happened was all the guys they brought, that OJ brought with them, um, started stealing other stuff that didn't belong to OJ, turned it into an armed robbery when the guys objected. They pulled out guns. Right. It turned into an armed robbery. And so did OJ stuff. have a gun is the question that a lot of people ask, and you refute it, right, that he didn't have no, a gun. No, he didn't have a gun, but the other guys he brought with him did, and I don't know whether he actually told them or not. He told me he didn't, he didn't know they had guns, but later on they, they actually had tapes talking to OJ yeah. where OJ, you know, obviously knew they had guns. So, you know, OJ ended up getting nine to 33 years in prison. He didn't do a day for the murders, but he didn't, he did end up doing nine years for, for, for trying to get his shit back in Vegas. So, so you, you basically record, is this, is this the common practice for you to record stuff you do? You know, uh, you something. the guy who called me was kind of crazy. He, uh, OJ said he was nuts too. He tried to buy OJ's jock strap. He wanted to run right. the mayor of Burbank and, actually tried running over the, the real mayor of Burbank. And um, this guy was just stone cold nuts. And because of that, like actually, believe it or not, people don't like me saying this, but OJ was actually a really nice guy to me. He always was, he was the kind of guy you'd be honored to be his friend. You know, he was always funny, always generous. If, if you paid him to sign 200 items, he's signing 300 items. And, and uh, oh, wow. he'd tell you just buy a case of beer for him and, put on the football game and meanwhile he'll tell you stories and I like listening to his stories. I like a good story as much as anyone. I mean, he was just a really, right. really generous guy. My my daughter had was a was like a teenage uh reporter that would go on the red carpets and stuff. And he wasn't talking to anybody, but he gave my daughter an interview. I mean he really went out of his way to be wow. a nice guy to me and my family. So up to that point I had nothing bad to say about the dude. Um, until until the robbery happened and and, uh, and then and then that was kind of out of your hands at that point. You had nothing to do with that. You simply led him to where you know he was gonna, in hopes of him getting the shit back. And then things went fucking haywire. Basically, had, like, yeah, and to his credit, he told everybody right when it happened. This is you know this wasn't Tom's idea. It was a self organized sting operation. It was my idea. I told Tom what to do, and he never he never you know threw me under the bus. And as far as the tape's concerned, like I said, I had the tape there because of Al Beardsley, the guy that called me, who was, we found out to be criminally insane. And, um, you know, it's really, really crazy the way it happened. I put the, uh, I had a little, like, 
this was 2007 and um right you know up till that up till that year all we had were little mini recorders that lasted a half an hour right like the little reel to reel small ones uh, sure i used to use one out, for college they came out with digital recorders that i didn't even know existed until the day i was in vegas the tape jammed on my thing and i went to radio shack to buy a new one and they said why don't you just get a digital one they last up to 20 hours i go 20 hours. Oh, yeah God. you just press the button you can put it there and it lasts 20 hours and i'm like hell i mean i guess that's you know, in case something drags out more than a half an hour, I'll have something for it for 20 hours. And right. So I, 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 as soon as I found out that Beardsley was there with with, with his partner, Bruce Fromong, I put it on my armoire on my TV right in the middle, a little piece of furniture. And I went out and got him, came in. They put the stuff on the bed. And, you know, hell, OJ was late, like two or three hours late. And it was, you know, and, and this recorder's going the whole time. And, and they're and they're 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 talking about all kinds of things and about you know again how OJ didn't pay their bills. Obviously, they knew the stuff was stolen. How they didn't get charged, I, I don't know. But the the whole thing happened where OJ came in and started yelling, "You think you can steal my shit, motherfuckers!" And yelling and screaming. Right. The guys, you know, the guys were yelling up against the wall. No one leaves the room. It was, it was all on tape and everything. And and um, you know, after it happened, Fromong and yeah, so, hey, my buddy Tom, we're talking to Tom Riccio, Thomas Riccio on the Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limo Driver. This is your host, Seth Goldstein. Sorry, Tom, I had to jump in the bathroom and fucking just flush out the fucking old vein, man. Sorry about well, that. Really? We're talking about you were in the room Hope and... Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the you're in the room. These people are in the room, and then some of the stuff gets stolen, um, you know. And then what? Well, um, yeah, a couple of the guys were objecting to the fact that they took their brand new Ray Bans and and their phones and and um, and you know the guys with the pillowcases on OJ's team were stuffing everything in the uh, pillowcases and. And, you know, they were like, hey, that's not your stuff, OJ. This is your stuff. This is... So the guys pulled out guns and like, you know, we're taking it all, you know. And um, and and they were pleading to get some of their stuff back. Um, and, um, you know, the guys pulled guns out and, and, and jacked them up against the wall and, and just robbed everything in the room. So Holy it turned into a robbery. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. Um, you know, and like I said, right after they left, um, you know, uh, uh, they were like, "Hey, um, we were robbed," and I and uh, call the police. And I'm like, "Hey, I have OJ's number. If they took something of yours, I'm sure OJ doesn't want anything of yours. You know, he just wanted his stuff back. I can call OJ up." And you're like, "Screw that! We're calling the police!" And they're yelling on the phone, "Get the police! We were robbed by OJ Simpson." And it's right. funny because those guys were saying that I ratted OJ out when they were the guys that ratted OJ. Oh, not that I care. You know, it's not like I'm a you know, a card member um, of, of, of any gang or anything. But, right. but uh, you know, I, I was pleading with them not to call the cops. And they wanted to call the cops. They went on every show saying I ratted OJ out. When they were the ones, especially Bruce Fromong, is the biggest rat weasel in the world. Um, and, um, you know, later on, I did get OJ on the phone. And he did confirm that he would give them their stuff back. But, th but they went ahead and called the cops and turned it into a the big case that it was. The cops came and... Holy of course, shit. They said that that I was an accomplice, and they put me in the other room, and and yeah. uh, they read me my rights, and they were trying to get me arrested, but I, you know, I told them I knew nothing about the guns and everything. Right. At I, any time, at any time, did you fear uh, for your life, Tom, during the time you were in the room with the people? Did oh, you... yeah. They they put a gun right up against my temple and pressed it up against me. You know, oh, so shit. yeah, that was scary. That was scary. So. Yeah, because it, it's not how you, you would have liked the turn of events, the way things unfolded. That's not what you planned. But you had some. You know what? You know what? Um, a lot of people have their own opinions about things, including guns, you know, the Second Amendment or whatever, this and that. Um, I'm always a believer that, hey, maybe during the time they wrote the Second Amendment, you know, they had wild animals and there was no cops around and we all needed guns. 
I just don't believe everyone in the world needs a gun these days. I think the you, you you're not a gun owner yourself. To, to I'm not a gun owner, and I believe yeah. everyone should have a gun. Right. And I, I would not have had anyone in my room if I knew there was a gun involved. In fact, I asked OJ before we went in the room, "Hey, you know, nothing crazy is going to happen. No, none of your guys are going to hit them or have a gun or a knife." Or he goes, "Oh, no, no, no. We're just going to, you know, let them know what's up about them stealing our stuff." And you know, and, and this and that. And, you know, I think these guys are just going to apologize. That's going to be it. It's funny. Before we went in the room for this whole incident, I was at OJ's place at the Palm, and he was laying down. And he was really mellow. And he's like, "Listen, I got to reserve my energy so I can, you know, yell at these guys." He didn't say that he was going to do anything physical or pull a gun right. out or. But, but he's like, you know, I got to save my energy, and we were. Um, we were watching a show. It was a Tyra Banks like like talk show. Believe it or not, Tyra show. She, she actually had a talk show. She was so horrible. Like today, we are going to talk about people who are afraid of clowns. She was so bad. She was, was a terrible show. But anyway, she came on and she goes, "Today we have somebody who you might not know, but her father is an icon who helped OJ get away with murder." So. And OJ's listening to this. We just happened to be watching this. She's like, he's like, what? Yeah, he's like, so so out comes this beautiful little girl. And and, and, and she's like, uh, yeah, my dad was friends with OJ. And he was a member of the Dream Team. And OJ's like, your dad wasn't shit. He was a friend. He was a horrible lawyer. <laughs> and he ended up, he ended up, uh, you know, almost costing me things. He was a horrible lawyer. And he was like, well, um, well, tell us about what you got going on. Oh, we have a new show coming out. It's called Keep It Up with the Kardashians. And oh, and uh, it's a reality show about our life. And OG's like, Keep It Up with the Kardashians. Shit, that show ain't going to last two episodes. That ain't going to last two that ain't gonna last two weeks. Robert Kardashian's younger uh, daughter that we all come to know as. Uh, it was uh, Kim what? Kardashian. I Kim never Kardashian. saw her before in my life. The first time I ever saw her was literally two hours before the robbery. And OJ's like yelling at her. On, on the TV, he's like, "That's my goddaughter," uh, 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 and no one's gonna watch. Keep it up with their cash Kardashians. That show ain't gonna last. That show ain't gonna last two episodes. The irony of that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, the robbery went down, and and um, you know, I called OJ, and OJ's like, "Yeah, we didn't want your stuff. Um, we're gonna give you know," and they're like calling the police. The police come, and they and they detain me, and they read me my rights and everything, and I'm like, "Listen, guys." I had no idea this was going to turn into an armed robbery. I'm as surprised as everyone else here. Um, you know, I could get OJ on the phone, and I did. I got OJ on the phone, and OJ's laughing with the detectives and everything else. And, um, you know, I didn't know it was going to turn into the big thing it was. Finally, they decide to let me leave the room. They say, you, you got a minute. Get your shit out of here. I go into the room, and, um, you know, it, it was like a murder scene. There was Holy fingerprint shit. dust black fingerprint dust over everything up to the ceilings so i'm thinking oh crap my 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 my, my recorder it's uh you know they got my recorder right I right two like pepsi cups sitting on the armoire where my recorder was and I, and, and and um i go over there i reach on one side my recorder's not there i reach on the other side it's not there so i reach in the middle there's maybe six inches between the two cups and there's my recorder i put it in my pocket <laughs> and the door burst open and the cops are, you still didn't get your shit? They grab my luggage and throw it in the hallway. Do everything but kick me in the ass on the way out. Get the hell out You're supposed to be here. They let me in there for, I was in there maybe <laughs> one minute. I was just long enough to grab the recorder. Right. So, um, they're like, hey, um, you know, be available for an interview. You're, you're not out of the woods yet. We haven't decided whether to, to arrest you or not. So um, I'm like, okay. And I hop out on, on a plane. I go home to LA. And on right. the plane, the recorder and I'm hearing the, the whole thing. You know, you think you can steal my shit and get away with this? No one leaves this room. You know, I'm like, wow, this is a kidnapping. This is a robbery. This is, you know, everything. It's just and a series of every, everything that basically helped bring him to justice, as some people would say. You know what I mean? For yeah, some. You know what? I'll tell you the truth. Again, a lot of people don't like just to say this, but I actually, you know, I wasn't friends with OJ, but I was friendly with him. And every time mm -hmm. I ever got together with him, it was nothing but a good time. And right. It was very, very fun, very, and, 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 you know, hey, Tom, I'm having a party at the Palms, and, you know, and, and, and come on over and this. And he was very friendly. Did he ever tell you about 
him his relationship with the with the Jenners with Chris Chris, you know. No, and, I never even knew he knew the Jenners until that yeah. day where he said that um the girl was his goddaughter and it turned out to be Kim Kardashian. And um and that he was that he had fathered one of the sisters, right? No, I talked about again, I didn't know I didn't even know he knew anything about the Jenners until that day, until the day of the robbery. So we didn't have much of a conversation other than just a, a weird coincidence that popped on that show, and he's yelling at the TV about, you know, about about <laughs> about, um, about uh, the father, um, uh, Kardashian, Robert Moore, Kardashian, Robert Kardashian, Robert Kardashian, and I guess he had a falling out with him. He's yelling at the TV about the father being a horrible lawyer and all this stuff. So yeah. um, he didn't have much of a conversation. Just, you know, of course, Kim was in her prime then. She was a beautiful girl, and I'm like, wow, you know her, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, but but uh, yeah, that's my goddaughter, and and he seemed really, you know, kind of upset, but um, yeah, anyway, um, you know, uh, I got home, and um, my partner in the auction house, you know, we were actually going to do this setup thing in the auction house, but he wouldn't go for it, so we ended up doing it in my room at, in Vegas, and and um, we were deciding what we we're going to do with the tape. And I told him, look, it, I don't want this to be the reason why OJ gets in trouble. And, um, you know, my partner was like, uh, you know, listen, it doesn't really say whether he knew there were guns or not. Um, he's just yelling about getting his stuff back. It wouldn't really hurt him. So I was thinking about releasing the tape right then. But, you know, listen, we did the deal with TMZ. We knew Harvey Levin and everything else. So I called Harvey Levin up and I said, Harvey, um, uh, that deal with OJ, you know, I was in the room and he just like instinctively said, you got a videotape. I go, not a videotape, but I got an audio. He goes, you want to sell me the audio? Then you're going to sell me the video. I know you, Tom. I go, no, 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 no. I have, I have the audio. This is Tom. TMZ is going national on networks. We're having a TMZ right. um, TV show and it's only in two networks. He had it in, um, he had it in L.A. and he had it somewhere else, I don't know, Atlanta or something. He goes, mm -hmm. I, I want to get this thing in 50, 60 different, um, you know, different um, syndication in different cities. He goes, um, you, you, you got to do a, do a fair deal with me on the tape. So I go, well, what's a fair, fair deal? I, 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 and he goes, you tell me. I go, I don't know, $2 million? He goes, hey, $2 million? Are you out of your mind? They go, oh, it's fair. He goes, he goes, I had the guy from Seinfeld. He's yelling nigger, nigger, nigger all over at a, at a, at a, at a, at a show. And, and someone had him on tape, uh, you know, yelling these racial slurs, yelling nigger, nigger. And, awesome. and, and, and um, you know, and, and uh, I gave him $10,000. I go, $10,000 ain't going to get it done here. You know, the, the guy from Seinfeld, um, I know it was a big story, whatever the guy, uh, Kramer from Seinfeld. Was yeah, he's far far far. He bought the tape for ten grand. And and he goes, I'll give you fifty grand. And really, I was just trying to get a hundred grand out of him. I go, you know what? I'll come down to a million. So he comes back. He goes, I'll give you a hundred grand. So we're at a hundred grand. And I was with my buddy, you know. And he's like shaking his head. And he's like, it was too quick. He came up to a hundred grand. That was the that was the figure we wanted, a hundred grand. So he came back. He goes, I only have a hundred grand budget. I'm giving you all my budget. It's all I got. I go, well, we're gonna see what Radar Online wants to give us. He goes, that's down in Florida. You're not going to make it down there. I go, I go, Harvey, you threatening me? You're going to tell? He goes, well, people here know you have the tape. I, 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 I go, Harvey, you know, cough up the money. You know, give me some real money. He came back. He goes, I'm going to give you 50 grand of my own money. So 150 grand. That's all. So uh, I ended up going. I go, I, I really believe him this time. I don't think he has any more money. I'm going to go ahead. And go. So I sold to him for 150. And um, yeah, 50 grand off of that. Ended up getting, he split the tape up into three segments over three nights, and he got 38 syndication markets. He made millions wow. of dollars off that tape. And that show's still on the air today. TMZ, they sit yeah. around and talk about things. It was just starting that week when, it, when, I, got, when, I, got the, when I got the tape. So, you know, Harvey. I'm, so, I'm telling you, you're instrumental for bringing some folks down and for others up. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, I like Harvey, though. He's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. You know? Yeah. So, so anyway, um, yeah, um, you know, so, so we, we, what happened was um, we did that deal on Sunday. I think, the, I think the robbery was like a Thursday. And the reason why we called Harvey on Sunday, 
I really was up in the air about releasing the tape because I didn't want to get OJ in trouble. Um, I didn't want the tape to be the sole reason why he got arrested. But he got arrested Sunday morning. So my partner was like, my partner at the auction, I was like, this could actually help OJ because he had the whole tape here before. He never really mentioned his guns or anything. So, you know, we'll go ahead and release the tape. So I did. And uh, meanwhile, Fermont was going on every talk show saying I did all this just because I knew what was going to happen. I wanted to record it, which obviously wasn't true. I actually went to the FBI and everything beforehand. The FBI didn't want to do anything about it. So, um, you know, wow. I did everything I could to be transparent about what was going on. I had no right. idea guns or a robbery or a kidnapping or any of that stuff. But I had the tape. And, you know, they're talking about, you know, I, I can go to I can go to jail for 33 years, they were telling me. So well, all, all that shit was going down because they wanted to sensationalize things. So they kept getting different clips of you talking and saying maybe he's holding out on some information, maybe this, and maybe it's it's something well, could be different. I got, maybe I got, they lawyer, Stanley, I got my lawyer Stanley involved, and um, and he got the immunity, which a lot of people think. Well, you know, you made hundreds of thousands of dollars off this deal because I went ahead and did the sponsorship deal again, where I got I got um, goldenpalace.com and I went on shows to talk about it. I went on Howard Stern and and uh, Clips for Sale paid me twenty five grand, and and wow. uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, Golden Palace paid me twenty grand, and and then and then some of the actual news companies that wouldn't pay me for the um, they wouldn't pay me for the um, for for the out of the cold diaries paid me to do interviews like 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 Good Morning America paid me twenty five grand, you know they wow. Said, we can't pay you to go on the show, but if you have a picture of you and OJ, we can pay you for the picture. So in other words, oh, wink, wink. So they paid me for the picture, and um, you know, and, and you made uh, really well for out of this one, buddy. I got to tell you, you made out really well. well I mean, yeah, then then my guy who I sold the um, the Anna Nicole uh, diary pages to for the Anna Nicole book started calling me to do a book, and um, so I got a book deal out of it too, and that turned out, you know, we, ne we never know, but. Um, there was a, how were the sales with that? You still selling this book? You still selling Busted? No, the book sold horribly, horribly. It, it was the worst seller. Every show I went on, um, people were like, "I wouldn't wipe my ass with your book. You're a piece of shit. You're you're a, a convict. Why should we believe you?" And all this stuff. Now, now a lot of the um, hosts like me, but the people calling in never liked me, and 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 it, and it, they, they they did twenty thousand copies of the book, and. Um, by the time uh, Michael Viner, the um, the publisher, died, they still had books left over. They sold eighteen thousand five hundred copies. They had fifteen hundred copies left over. And um, the good thing about the book was, people that did read it loved it. So I, I actually right. got a lot going to my website because I mentioned it in my book, saying it was the best book they ever read. You know, it was where. It, where it, can it, they find your book, our listeners? Where can they find your book? Amazon. I mean, most people said I bought it about the OJ thing, but I had no idea. That you um, that you were in prison. You escaped from prison. You met your wife, and you had the you ended up making the playmate of the year, and you you won the lottery, lost all the money, and went to broke again, and came back and became a million. He said they, a lot of people say it was a very inspirational story. And Nick Casavetti's the guy who wrote the Notebook um, wanted to option the book, but um, Michael Viner was sick, and and the, the family owned it, and they, they and there was an option. I signed a terrible deal with the book that they get 33% of a potential movie deal. So they wanted 33% and Nick Casavetti's bowed out because they were being impossible. He wanted to do a movie like the first six months the book was out. He was a fan of the book and wanted to do it. So it didn't happen because the, um, the, 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 the publisher wanted more money than the lady who wrote Harry Potter, wherever she was. Wrote Harry <laughs> Potter. Um, you know, and, and like, you know, I'm not the lady that wrote Harry Potter. You know, my book is nowhere near. In fact, my book was a terrible seller. But people like it that read it. People like it a lot. But it just didn't yeah. sell much. But they wanted yeah. to do a movie, and, and it died out. And just uh, in August, just a couple of months ago, um, the writers who wrote a movie called The Fighter optioned my book. But I own the rights now. I bought the rights back along with the 1,500 books that were left over. They made 20,000 books. There are 1,500 books that are... And the daughter of Michael uh, Viner called me and said, you know, um, you want to buy the books? And I said, it's too bad you, you didn't do a deal with, with Nick Casavetti. He says, you want to call him? I said, I don't have his number anymore. I don't know how to call him. Or anything. He says, well, you know, we can do a deal. 
with the books and the rights. And she gave me a really good deal to buy the rights back to my own book. So I had the Sorry. rights, and, and, and it worked out good. I bought the rights about a year and a half ago. And this August, they called me saying, listen, we really love your book. Um, we have a lot of ideas. And we're not going to be about OJ. It's going to be about all the other hundred things in your book. Uh, there's a lot of great stories in there, and we, we want an option. So I, I let them option my book, and they're writing a screenplay right now for a movie. So uh, God that's fantastic. A movie that would be awesome. Yeah, it would be awesome. So, yeah, I think okay. so. I think so. And merits for you to have a movie out. You have a lot of information. I mean, the stuff that you have. I know you know just collecting over over the years. You have stuff on Elvis, um, just lots of different movie stars as well as uh, athletes. Correct. I mean, it's crazy. It's fucking. Well, but I amazing. do what I do, Seth is. Uh, like I got into this normally my, my dad used to tell me do what you love doing and it's not really a job and I used to love baseball cards but that market just imploded it's come back right. again with the old stuff and some of the vintage stuff but the, one of the markets when I got out of prison that, that seemed to be still doing well was memorabilia and a lot of people like like autographed pictures autograph, and I really didn't like the pictures and stuff but I like I like pieces of people's life like i got like i don't know thomas edison's patent for the light bulb you know that's really cool i got like um you know like um i got like the traveling woolberries who was like bob dylan and george harrison get the record contract i got elvis presley's contract to buy graceland and also the contract to do a 68 comeback show. so these are pieces of people's life i got a letter from from janice joplin begging her boyfriend wow. to come Literally a couple of months before she signed her first big record deal. She's begging her boyfriend, like, I can do better. Please give me another chance. And, you know, I, I guess the boyfriend had a wife that that ended up selling this letter after she, after he died. Um, but uh, it's an interesting letter. You know, I mean, I got like, pieces of people's life. I've got uh, contracts of like Nolan Ryan when he got traded to the Angels and just pieces of, of celebrities life, not just an autographed photo. That's the kind of stuff. I I I I am really excited about, and that's the kind of stuff I I represent these days. Is that's know, fantastic. So, what about are you a pen pal? Were you a pen pal with with OJ? I mean, when he was locked up, what was it like? Did you guys have any kind of uh, you know um, yeah, interaction? However, you know what? I would say we were very cordial before the incident. Every few months, he would call me, tell me, "Hey, Tommy, you in Vegas? I got a I got a cabana at the Palms. Come on over." And it was very very nice. You would be surprised. I mean, he had beautiful women sitting on his lap. I mean, this is, you know, OJ post-murder trial OJ. You know? Yeah. And, and he, he was just a fun-loving guy. Everyone was buying him drinks. You, you wouldn't think that he would have as many fans. Like, I was a big fan of him when I was a kid, you know, but he was, a, he was America's hero back then. Most women don't even realize that because, you know, they, they don't know every football hero. They don't know every, you know, older, iconic person. You know, and they just think he's famous for killing people. But he was a he was an iconic, you know, hero of all America for a lot of years. And when I was a kid as well. But you know, he was a lot of was. people. Absolutely right. For a lot of people, he still remained a hero. Um, yeah. They didn't want to believe he did what they accused him of doing. And I saw it firsthand. Whenever we were out somewhere, he had a line of people wanting his autograph, wanting to shake his hand, wanting to buy him a drink. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, that's what you think. And, and, and do you honestly think, I mean, this is Thomas speaking, I mean, morally, you, you think he, he did it. I mean, honestly, what do you think? You know, it's funny. I, I never really talked to him about that. And one day, remember, like I told you, he would sign extra stuff. We were doing yeah. a show, Necro Comic Con. It was a horror show uh, thing where they had a lot of horror movie people. And he actually agreed to go there. And I, I think there were more media people there. There were fans signing stuff. But at the end of the show, there was like 100 items left over. And he signed it for me for free. And he's sitting there telling jokes and signing my stuff. And in the middle of signing, he looks up at me and he goes, Tom, you think I did it? And I'm like, it caught me off guard because we weren't even talking about the murders or anything. And it just really caught me off guard. And you know, I, I didn't know what to say. And I was like, well, Juice, um, they found you innocent. He goes, that's right. That's right. And then he changed the subject. And that's the only conversation I ever had. He wanted to know if I thought he did it. And uh, that's it. But by the way, I want to make it clear. It's not like I hung out with OJ every day. I can right. count the amount of times I've hung out with OJ on my fingers in my life. I, maybe seven, eight times or something. 
I've hung out with him. I've talked to him on the phone a lot of times. But I, 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 I wasn't a lifelong friend. Like people think I'm a lifelong friend of us. I did a lot. I did some business deals with him, and I hung out with him seven or eight times so, in my life. So would so, you? Would after, you? So after the after the after the um, robbery incident, we never really. Now I, I'll tell you one thing. Part of the deal was he was supposed to sign two hundred of these books called "If I Did It," and uh, right. came out right on the time of the robbery, and it didn't come out in time for him to sign it. So that was part of the deal, and he never signed it. So I saw him at the trial, at the robbery trial in Vegas. And um, my book had come out. And his lawyer, Yale Galanta, comes over to me. We're at the canteen, you know, where you buy lunch and stuff. Yeah. And OJ's out. And OJ's there. He waves to me and smiles. And his lawyer comes over to my table. And he goes, I just want to let you know, OJ read your book and said it was very entertaining. I go, really? <laughs> okay. Um, well, I appreciate that. Well, he owes me 200 signed books. Will he sign my book? And he goes, he goes over to OJ, turns out, comes back over to me, he goes, you have a copy? And I had one in my car. I ran out, and he signed my book. He wrote, please don't squeeze the juice, OJ Simpson. <laughs> and he signed it. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. He signed my he signed yep. book on that one. So, yeah. so have you thought about it, giving it any thought whatsoever? What's your thought process in terms of he's out already? You know, he's done his time nine years. I mean, it's fair to say. It's probably for a lot of people. It's poetic justice. He finally, you know, serves his time. Now he's a free man. Would you grab a beer? Maybe roll up a joint with him or something? Possibly. What do you think? You, you know what, Seth? He's he's that kind of guy that you you would be happy to do something. Now looking back on it and everything now, I, I just don't see how it would do him any good or me any good to go back to <laughs> business or hanging out with him. He's yeah, the man. kind of guy that you. And I'll tell you what, I got to be friendly with one of his agents, Mike Gilbert. The stuff was stolen from or whatever, and I, I did. A, I bought a lot of stuff from him, and he would sit and tell me stories. He actually wrote a book called "How I Helped OJ Get Away with Murder." His name is Mike Gilbert. Nice enough guy, and um, he told me what he really believes in his heart. There's no maybe about it. That OJ, at heart, is a nice guy. He was moody at yeah. times, and he, he had a lot of emotion. He really loved Nicole. Now I can't comment. I've never met Nicole. But he had, they had a hot and cold relationship where they were hot as hell and, and, and then cold and then, and then in love, badly in love. And, and, but he really, really loved her. And, um, uh, you, you know, it turned, I don't know what the word is, violent or ever at times where they would, they would, they would actually. Yeah, it just went him, south. He would hit her, she would hit him. And, 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 and not that there's any excuse for him doing that, but, you know, no. she, she ended up. She ended up leaving him, and he was still in love with her. And there was a story that he told me. Don't know whether it's true or not, but Mike Gilbert told me the story that he was that 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 um excuse me um she was in a in a in a condo that he bought for her. He spent like five hundred thousand dollars, nice condo, and he wasn't even allowed to be there. And yet, wow. his friend, a guy named Marcus Allen, another football player, was was casually dating her and one day oh. one day um she was giving him oral sex and their four or five year old son walked in and said why are you kissing uncle marcus's wee wee so anyway marcus allen oh, thought so the funniest thing in the world oh, and told all that. of oj's friends about that and it got back to oj and oj was on this drug called prozac at the time it was sort of like an antidepressant Right. And, uh, you know, around this time, I guess there was a story of a monkey being on, on Prozac and went off the Prozac and ripped the woman's face off. So they know that you get volatile, you get really violent if you go off this, on some cases, the side effects. If you go off Prozac, right. you can give a, anyway, OJ was on, was on Prozac and he got off the Prozac and he heard the story about, about his best friend, Marcus Allen, and his wife, who he was still in love with. And um, that combined with the Prozac, um, he th thought it was a rage dream. But after finding out about the DNA and everything else, he told his lawyer in front of Mike Gilbert, I did this. I, I thought it was a dream, but I guess I really did this. Uh, I was on all the meds and everything, and I thought this was a dream, but I guess, I, he couldn't believe it himself that he did it. So, um, you know, again, not that it's any excuse, but that – is the reasoning behind it, according to Mike Gilbert. He thinks it was the drugs he was on 
right. made could supplement in the Prozac with something else and then going off the Prozac and then with all the with all the crap in his life, it turned him into a um, a, a crazed uh, homicide maniac. maniac for 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 you know, for that night. Now is OJ yeah. that way all the time? I I can attest to he's not. He's one of the nicest guys in the world most of the time. But at his worst, I, I guess he can turn into that with the right kind of drugs. They say a lot of people can turn into that. Again, I'm not making excuses for him, but that's right. That's the full story as 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 I've heard. Well, Tom, it's it's been unbelievable. We basically covered a lot of ground here with you, and I'd like to have you back on at one point. Maybe um, I have to come down one of these days and yeah, and maybe and, when, maybe, you know, maybe when the movie comes out. You know, that's that's absolutely yes, absolutely, and I so, really so you appreciate. Have a, you have a- called Confessions of a Limo Driver. It's other called than- Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. All right. So other than meeting me as a limo driver, what, what, what are some conf- what, what's going on in the back of the limo? <laughs> now you're going yeah. to interview me? <laughs> now the yeah. guns turn from the bucks to the guys that are shooting the bucks. Okay. Juiciest thing. Confess to me. What's what's going on? All in right. I got, I got some crazy shit. Um. Tom, not to bring that up. So I have a buddy of mine. Um, it's a true story. But we went over, we have some drinks and whatnot out in Koreatown. And he starts fucking unloading on, on, on just, a, just a, a slew of different celebrities from Katy Perry being a bitch. You can't even look at her when you drive her. You're not supposed to even look at her. Oh, really? And yeah, isn't that something? And, and it's like, um, to like politicians who were like talking about that. And then the, 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 you know, the would be VP or the, you know, Lee is running for VP Kamala Harris. Um, he talks about how, how it, it is, is crazy. I mean, cause you, you, you talk about shit and, and you know, it's, it's insane and all that stuff. And nobody would, would ever even fathom any of that shit. You know what I mean? And it's like Kamala Harris gets her, she was a, a, I guess she was a DA at the time, San Francisco DA, whatever. And I guess her people got a car through Craigslist. And uh, you know what I mean? I don't know if it's like, I guess, no paper trail possibly. Well, why didn't he just get a sedan or anything? Well, he tells what, me the whole story. What, what happened? Can you hear me? Yeah, what happened? So he, I, I guess apparently um, Kamala Harris, um, you're recording this, I hope. <laughs> Um, well, hopefully you are. Hopefully, 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 more than just you and me hears this. Maybe more. <laughs> I hope so, right? Because this was live. Anyway, um, Kamala, Kamala Harris gets into a car. This is my friend's car. You know, this is a perfect stranger. The guy doesn't. I guess the guy's even illegal in the country, and he got to drive this woman who was a DA, San Francisco DA, in downtown around. I guess he took her to like Bobby Shriver's house or something. And whatnot. And, and, you know, the whole thing was supposed to be kept on the hush hush. And then this guy got drunk one day and fucking told me everything. You know what I mean? Show me emails with, with all the information. What happened? You got me all on edge. What did, what did she do? She killed somebody? What did she do? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of upset at the fact that, you know what I mean? Like, it, it would have been nice if I would have driven her. I wanted to get, because he says he got stoned with her, man. And, you know, I feel like I want to just roll up a joint right now and smoke. <laughs> so, do you That's smoke? It. That's the big thing. Listen, if that if that's all she did, you know. Listen, well, he's not. I, I can't say what else she did to him. Okay, okay. She gave him head. Fine. Yeah. Fuck. Twist my arm. Did she give him head? She gave him head. Oh, really? Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so that explains why. <laughs> that explains why he's. Okay. All right. He's voting Democrat, I guess, now, right? I mean. <laughs> At any rate, um, so that's one. I, I drove. I drove some playmates. Um, even, even that, you know. What I mean, hey, you know what? Speaking of playmates, go, go get yours. Come, come, what's her name? Kamala Harris. What's her name? Ka- Ka- uh, I think it's Kamala. Kamala Harris or Kamala Harris? Kamala. I don't know. You go, Kamala. Get yours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck. Let her have her fun. Hey, all right. Uh, I was, you, like I was upset because I was not the one that fucking hung out with. <laughs> I got one for you. Okay. So my, my buddy, his name is Lowell. I actually have this story in the book. He's like saying, Tom, I just came up with a million, million dollar idea. He was a, um, a limo driver in Vegas before they had all this Uber and everything else. He used to like pay the doorman to, 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 to get rides and stuff. And they would take people to strip clubs. He goes, um, the love limo. 
I go, the love limo. He goes, yeah, I'm going to advertise. You can have sex in the back of my limo. You can do it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a whole new trend. It's Vegas. This is what Vegas is about. I'll give you uh, the people a tour of Vegas while they're having sex in the back of the limo. I'll call it the love limo. So, um, so Love it. So he, so he puts it on Craigslist, the love limo, blah, 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 whatever it was, $50 an hour. Or, you know, so, you know, so so some guy calls him up and says, yeah, I'm going to do your love limo. So he, he gets to the car, and it's just him. And he, and so where's your girl? He goes, aren't you going to give me a girl? He goes, no, I don't provide the girl. You know, he goes, uh, he goes, all right, well, I, I know somebody. But let's go to um, let's go to the whatever. I think it was the Plaza Hotel. So they go to the Plaza Hotel. A girl gets in the car, and all of a sudden, there's red lights, and there's there's thirty cop cars around them. They arrest them for pimping, pandering, uh, this and that for 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 for. Um, what do they call it again? Um, uh, travel of a, a prostitution. Call it again. Travel. You know, just, just like forty different. He's facing sixty-five years in prison. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, anyway, his lawyer is the guy who is like he, he's like one of the lawyers for one of the guys that had the guns in the OJ thing. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he's like he wants to know who was in the room with OJ when I took the picture, and it was and it was and it was Lowell, the guy, the love limo lawyer that hired him. Oh my was, god, Lu- Lucerani or something like that. Lucerini, it's in my book. Yeah. But anyway, love they limo. Have, yeah. The idea is you have his to fucking love, buy love limo, his love limo business. His love limo business lasted about an hour. Yeah, it's fantastic. We had we had uh, obviously the greatest of times. What a wild ride with all the twists and turns, Tom. You're amazing, man. I really appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate the fact that you 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 decided to come on and and you know it's, it's been a minute, man. Hot minute. All right, I'll let you go. All right, well, Tom, we're gonna have to do this again. Say goodbye to everybody. Take care, man. Bye, bye. Hey, thanks a lot again. Thomas Riccio, Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. It's been nice. It's been great. It's time for me to go. Until next time. Goodbye. <laughs>